sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff back in the saddle. Uh, unfortunately, we had to let go of uh, our guest host last week, Brian Malika. He was um, kidnapped, I think, uh, after that. So uh, you guys won't be hearing from him for at least a few weeks uh, while we negotiate with the uh, hostage taker guys. You know, they're the guys in the trench coats with the hats and the sunglasses and the they're driving the car really fast. And I'm, I'm getting in the taxi and yelling, follow that cab car, follow that car. And then, you know, who knows where he's going after that. And, and so maybe we'll see him in a little bit, but you know, he has been kidnapped. Um, so, you know, keep him in your thoughts. Uh, in lieu of that, I am joined, uh, as always, um, by my co-host Tony. Now, Tony, you know, there has not been a ton in the news this week. So I just, you know, I, I haven't heard anything anyways. So I just figured we get an update on one of your former roles. Um, has anyone, have any other uh, fascists uh, recently been calling you about your performance as uh, Jair Bolsonaro's mouth kisser? Have you gotten any updates on that? Has anyone asked you about your your success there? Um, seems like there might be some interest these days. Look, as anybody knows, once you finish up one role in politics, you move on to a consultancy role. It's what Obama does now. It's what Bush does now, as well as his painting uh, Jimmy Carter, is he still alive? Uh, but um, it should be should be known that I am now working, or has in the past few months I've been working as the um, social distancing expert in the White House, and so I've encouraged people that have quit to still come to events. Um, it, it was my role in getting Callie and Conway to um, the event in the Rose Garden. I really made sure there was very little distance. I think it's important in a time of crisis to be close together. And look, I, I really think you want to be able to see people's lips just in case people have trouble with lip reading, even if they've got no hearing damage. I think that's super important. And that can be obscured by clear face shields. So I didn't want that to get in the way. So I've been encouraging people to ditch the masks, sit close together and really communicate with one another. Hug, shake hands, and look, if you need to, bring it inside. Do the public event outside, but bring it in. It's a White House. What can go wrong? See, uh, I assumed when you said you were consulting, I assumed that you had taken your your consulting on uh, smooch duty with Hope Hicks. That was my, that was my assumption. She, she seems to have taken on taking on your old gig look i taught her well that's what i will say she is a completely she is a teddy bear of a human being um (laughs) only works with really good solid moral people um Mm. and is not in any way involved in her role just for power um and Look, and you're just I, as you're just as good looking as her. I just oh, wanted to throw that out. Look, know, not to interrupt, but you're 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 right there with, I, with hope. I am right up there with her, but I don't wear a puffy sleeve the way she does. She wears a puffy sleeve like a woman wore a, a power suit with shoulder pads back in the eighties. She wears it <laughs> like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's a working girl. Yeah. 
so Tony, I thought, um, you know, I haven't been gone for a couple of weeks. I did think we could go through, I don't have a ton of specific updates on beer news, but I, I feel like I have updates just on other things that uh, our show has covered us being probably the primary source of news for at least, you know, 50 to a hundred people, I would guess who are stuck in their house. You know, <laughs> they're not, they're not switching on Fox. They're not switching on, uh, Oh, what is it? OAN, that one. Um, Absolutely. OAN. And if they're not doing yep. that, um, I'm sure they're not listening to their, I was going to say radio, but, um, okay. Alex Jones is a radio, <laughs> but they're probably tuning in to him live on the website, playing, paying his premium prices um, for his uh, memberships. Yeah, and if you don't live, if you don't watch OAN, what are you doing with this stuff? You know, we, we're like peas in a pod, me and the OAN guys, whoever they are. Mike Gundy, I think, was an OAN guy, uh, the football coach who said, I'm a man, you know. Uh, <laughs> now, so- <laughs> when you think of, like, sponsors for Fox News, you've got the catheters and you've got, all the pharmaceutical companies for OAN. There's only one sponsor, right? And that's my pillow. That's the only logical sponsor, oh, yeah. isn't it? Can you think of anything else that that would have enough money to advertise on TV? That is that you know I wacky. If I think I'm trying to think of like the brand identity of some of these things, and I guess the only one I can think of, and I, I don't, I, I feel bad because I don't know the politics of the people, but. I would guess like bad boy mowers or whatever that is that used to sponsor a bowl game. Sounds like they could, you know, actually a few of the bowl game sponsors sound like they could do it. Yeah. for um, sure. I don't know why I'm thinking Doritos. of all the ones, but they all sponsor the, the worst bowl Doritos. Now I'm thinking like, um, uh, uh, beef O'Brady's <laughs> maybe beef O'Brady's is getting on the OAN sponsorship. Um, I think Gasper, these, all, these all might've sponsored the same bowl game i think gasparilla <laughs> sounds like it could have a real freak as the owner i think bad boy mowers could be either way i don't really know i mean who knows what it could what it is i don't know anything about the guys if the owner of bad boy mowers is listening text me dude let's get you on the show but what about um no i think sponsor? any of those things could be sponsoring it if if you're a sponsor for oan who you got i'm i'm going yingling baby i'm go- i'm going surly yeah, that's a good, that's a good call actually. So either Surly so early the official official craft beers of OAN. <laughs> the you have to be can, if once you're canceled, you're free. You know, you it's we you and I might never know the freedom of being canceled. You know, the the you know once you're canceled, you're just you're out there, you're floating around. You know, you just you there's there's um there's no more barriers anymore. You're just you're just out there now as, as being dickheads and people just, I guess what happens? I don't know. You know, it's weird. It's weird to think about. Now, um, saying we don't have hyper beer nerd dog shit news, uh, but we've got other news. Do you think I'll be able to play the jingle? Heck, why am I asking permission? I'm in charge of the soundboard. We're it, playing that jingle. Hyper beer nerd dog shit news. Very good. So, uh, since we're that, since we hit the, the bumper on the jingle. I'll start with the one piece of beer news I did want to give an update on, which is the $250 cup. Oh, of course. How could we forget? The update I have on the $250 cup is that there is now a $150 cup uh, from the same people. <laughs> oh, it's not It's not the same cup on sale. I, th- I thought this was headed to a place that, that you didn't think it was headed to. 
Uh, no, I do just, I, they did just release another cup, uh, essentially. Uh, well, not just essentially. I mean, that's exactly what they did. Um, here's the post from 450 North. I'm deep sighing because I can't believe I'm looking at this, but uh, we have 30 of these 450 Huffy glass slant top cylinder with razor grip ring glasses available tomorrow. They will be on the can release site available starting at noon. And this is tomorrow, like a week ago. Sorry, not to, not to date us. <laughs> um, so this is sort of looking like a, if I had to take a guess, it's a 12 ounce glass. Honestly, Tony, it looks like a stange. If you're, if, yeah, I'm sure you know what that is. Stange. Is that the um, the vessel that the the I was going to say official beer of this podcast, but we all know that's that's hazy IPA. But the official international beer of this podcast is served in, and that is Kolsch. Is that it? Is a, yep. That would be what Kolsch is served in. Um, big tray of them. Now this looks maybe a little bigger. I would say instead of being like eleven ounces or seven ounces, that a stand would be sixteen. This is maybe twelve to fourteen. I would say. Really, look um, at that can beside it. That looks like a sixteen ounce can. See, I don't have a can behind beside my picture of it, but um, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm on their Instagram. Oh, there you go. So uh, this this has this like slanted. Do you see the? Slanted top. I do say the slanted. Like the top. top is slanted, sloped downward. Which boy, that's an optical illusion if I've ever seen one. Um, it's almost like the people a, that make this are bong makers, because that's what you would do on a, on a well crafted bong. You'd put a slant yeah. on the top. Wow, of that. it's it's almost it's almost like they are. Um, and then there's a big ridge in the middle which not being a weed guy unfortunately um uh, i can only say looks like a ridge you might find in a sex toy being a sex toy guy you would know if anybody on this podcast would know because we all know our guest host has a uh, phobia towards sex toys or at least did If if, if anyone we know is doing sex stuff you know give us a shout um I'm sure we're all curious, uh, but the, this has a, this has a big uh, ridge in it. Um, and it's just, and then otherwise that's it. Right. So it has this very, what, what I would call annoying slanted top. It has the big ridge in the middle and then it is that that's it. Uh, then it's just a stange and it's got the 450 North logo etched, I guess. Right. I mean, just a yeah. normal, not, not, not any different from something you could get at like things remembered. You know, from an etching standpoint, I don't know. If maybe the, maybe this is hyper quality etching. I don't know. Things remembered. Is that like a, a mall gift shop store? I'm, yeah, I'm not. It's a mall place it. where you like get a metal plate made, or you get a flask made for your gotcha. groomsman at your wedding, or whatever. You know, twenty um, first birthday present. Exactly. Yep. So these are one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, I don't know why they're only one hundred and fifty and not two hundred fifty. I don't know what the determination is. Maybe it's because smaller. I don't know. Is it, you know, smaller than the $250 glass? It, so it takes less glass. Um, but now we've got the $150 glass. Um, one thing I do need to start doing, and I'll, I will uh, I will continue to do this, is I'll be tracking the, to the best of my ability the, the, these glasses through a site called um, uh, My Beer Collectibles. 
where a lot of these glasses end up for secondary resale. So um, I'll, uh, as these start to, these, now the $250 glass has not trickled out there yet. Uh, this one I would highly doubt has. So over the next three or four weeks, I think we could, we can track down some of these glasses to see if they've, you know, where they've been jacked up to, you know, 500, 600 bucks. So let's see what happens, Tony. I'm, I'm excited to find out. I, I just, I, I, I've, I've mentioned my astonishment at the glass whale community, but the problem I have with this is how is this making our beer drinking experience better? It's not something more stylish than the other beer glasses out there, and it's not doing anything like these uh, these um, IP, specialist IPA glasses and stuff that were meant to improve the taste. Whether you buy into that, well. That's up to you. But it's not trying to do any of those things. It's just saying, here I am, fancy glass for the sake of fancy glass. It's not something that's done in good taste. The slant top is a perfect ex- exon- <laughs> perfect example of the um, gimmickness of this. How does that add to the experience? How does that even become stylish? It's just something that's done for the sake of selling this glass. It's... This adds nothing to the beer drinking experience in my view. I'm sure you'll have a contrary position, but I, I <laughs> don't understand what, what this does to enhance my enjoyment of beer. Yeah, so I could say, I'll say this. Uh, I don't see how this glass has anything to do with anything. But then again, uh, I'm the same person who likes to drink uh, Lambic out of my Tilkin lambic glass i don't think it makes it taste any different or better than it would in a wine glass but i you know i got these two tilkin you know the lambic tumblers with like the yep. kind of yeah little but, i don't know what the pattern is on the bottom but um i bought two of those i think i paid eight dollars each for those um Ooh. yeah i know and uh i'm i'm, in, I'm enjoying those that brings back memories of a specific style of beer it brings back um, an aesthetic that they're going for. With these 450 glasses, that is very different to the last glass they produced. Both terrible glasses. But what sort of memories are they evoking? Are they evoking the memory of a hazy IPA or are they trying to evoke the memory of a Kolsch or are they just trying to sell expensive glass? And t- it's gloop. I mean, I, I wonder if it's just that this is – there is no – appropriate glassware for gloop i don't think <laughs> and i don't think it's this either uh to be fair so uh i guess when you have a, a style that is essentially irrelevant that's not the right word it's relevant what's what's the word i'm looking for I don't ubiquitous know, utilitarian not even i don't know it's it's a beer <laughs> style that shouldn't exist how about that uh you can make whatever glass you want for it superfluous you know Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes. Superfluous. So these cups are 150 bucks. If anyone wants to buy them for the show, Tony, uh, we will learn the the coffin dance. uh, If you're (laughs) familiar with that, I said, so we'll, we'll learn it. We'll do a zoom performance of the coffin dance. Um, Look, if anybody wants to send us free shit and, and make us do humiliating things, I think we're up for that. Um, I I certainly, nobody, nobody should ever buy this cup though. So just, I just want to make that clear. Um, one other, uh, piece of news I wanted to update us on, which isn't really beer news so much as it's related to the podcast, but Tony, one of our bets came through, uh, 
the Miami Heat won the Eastern Conference. Um, that paid us, uh, if I recall correctly, on my uh, $500 bet, it paid uh, $6,000. I believe that's correct. So that's great on, news. On the Instagram post that you put up. Yep. So uh, now this is a uh, interesting uh, after effect of that, though. Um, so... Tony, I made those bets on a website, probably familiar, most people are familiar with, Bovada, um, which this was, we made these bets before sports gambling became legal in the state of Illinois. We sure Where did. I could do it on my phone. Yes. Yep. Uh, this was how I could do bets on my phone, was through Bovada. I had been doing it for a while, but I had never really needed to, I sort of just, I, I would make small bets, the money would, you know, roll over, I would I'd be up a little, I'd be down a little, who cared, right? Um, but then I won this and I sort of wanted, you know, let's get that money out so I can get it into a place where I could access it. For example, like in the state of Illinois. So I went to go extract these, um, $6,000 and, uh, unfortunately 6,000 was not the amount that they would, would allow for me to get a check couriered to me. Really? Um, so $6,000 dollars wink you know maybe it was cents. i don't know but uh this amount of money was not enough for me to get it sent to me okay as somebody that has um played a little bit of online poker um when perhaps it wasn't illegal in australia to do so and you had to um find creative solutions to enable you to participate in the event of losing money and then had to occasionally withdraw money. There are certain hoops you have to dr- jump through, and one of those hoops is a um, a use of, of <laughs> I won't say disreputable companies, but companies that kind of seem sketchy. They don't have the big reputation as one of the, the big payment gateways. Did you have to jump through one of those hoops, and was one of those hoops NetTeller? Uh, No, that was not a hoop I was allowed to jump through. So the hoop I had to jump through was I had to get the money in a place that was, say, closer to where I am. Uh, I had to take it out in Bitcoin. Oh, no. You now are (laughs) one of those dark prospectors who has Bitcoin. Yep. So what are you going to do with your... Uh, $5,000, which I'm sure at this stage is currently sitting at $50,000 because we all know how rapidly Bitcoin appreciates. This is a currency of that course has never gone through a dip, has never, ever crashed. This is a currency on the way up and is a future currency. Yeah, so I, I of course, assumed that I would only get rich. So uh, I, did, um, I did extract my uh, $6,000. Into Bitcoin, I had to do some finagling. Uh, I don't really remember what I had to do. I had to get a wallet. You know, you got to get a wallet. You got to get the number for the wallet. So you got to give. Are you one of these people that'll go with it like a real wallet, like a leather wallet, or are you like one of these? I'm not vegan in any other way, but I'll go with an artificial leather wallet, or do you go on Etsy and get yourself a a handmade? recycled material wallet what, um, what kind of wallet are you storing your bitcoin in my my avatar is wearing a money clip i would say uh my 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 virtual me is walking around with his virtual dollars and he's uh he's got his little virtual clip 
I, I'll tell you why you're doing this virtual avatar wrong. Really, that, that money clip should have been one person. Unobtainium. Oh, okay. No, and one person only. <laughs> and that, of course, is Clippy from Microsoft Office. He should yes. have been your digital avatar for your digital wallet. Yep, that's right. Um, I uh, I was I didn't think through that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I I went with um, I, I. What I should have said was that my avatar was one of the blue guys. You know, whatever. But uh, from the blue know, man the blue group, cat thing. Yeah, no, I meant the. You know what I'm talking about? The little blue guys from the movie. You know the blue guys from the movie Avatar. Come on, one oh, of those the, guys. The Smurf you know, movie. Yeah, the those Smurfs. Blue, those blue guys. Yeah, or a troll or something. Yeah, so we got all this. I got the Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it now, um, and uh, it's just out there. And r- the second I I put it into um, the wallet, it went down by two percent. So. Going good. Uh, could have made more money just gambling it on that site too. Just keep just keep some irons in the fire, uh, I guess. But their odds are a lot worse over there. So now I'm trying to see if I can take the money from the Bitcoin and put it into the Illinois gambling, and it's not looking good, Tony. So, uh, now, Tony, if you want to if you want to get into this Bitcoin when it when it appreciates drastically, which I'm sure it will do. I can't imagine anything else happening besides us getting extremely wealthy. Um, I will make sure to cut you in, but uh, at the moment I'm, I'm sort of just looking for a way to get it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, I, I definitely want in on this because I was a big part of you making that bet. Let's not forget mm. it was my advice that got you of course, in yes. that position to win that, that $5,000. Now, my question is, what are you going yep. to buy with this Bitcoin money? Is it going to be people? Are you? Um, what can I buy? I believe it's people. I believe it's drugs. I believe it's a hitman. Um, basically, any my sort ass of is on, my, I'm on Wayfair already. If you're saying I can get people with it, I'm Absolutely. looking for a new cabinet, a new desk. You know, I'm gonna see if I can get one of those sent to me. Oh, I see you have a six thousand dollar cabinet. I uh, wonder what else that comes with. with wink, you know, and get that <laughs> yeah, thing get shipped the, over to me. Yes, please. Isabel cabinet or the. Um, Stephanie cabinet, because um, that was really, really bizarre choice. I'm not saying that there is anything in this conspiracy. In fact, I don't believe the Wayfair conspiracy theory is even a, um, even semi-plausible um, conspiracy. But why the fuck did they name their cabinets with the names of human beings? Surely if you're going to name a cabinet, you name it like Ikea names their cabinets in the fact that you can't pronounce the names of those things. That's the way to name your furniture, isn't it? Go the Ikea route. Don't allow a conspiracy theory to, to actually gather momentum by naming them human names. Can't argue with that, Tony. I wish I wish I could, you know, they shouldn't. Hey, speaking of avatars, name it after them, we things, right? Name them after the knob. Now I'm looking at the Avatar uh, Wikipedia right now, so don't worry. Everything's fine. Uh, all right, so w- one last update. We have been getting some outreach on Instagram, especially about last week's show with the world-famous Brian Malika. Um, I did uh, make a uh, probably snide joke, especially with having one of the hosts of TAI here, that if our show were really like TAI, 
we would have people come on here and talk about how much they hate us. And then we do another episode 12 hours later or whatever, 36 hours later. Funny enough, we are doing an episode 36 hours later. And then Mr. Wise kicked in by giving us a, by telling us how much we suck, which I appreciate. Thank you, Mr. Wise. Um, I think my favorite comment of the week came from uh, JH and then a number of numbers after that, which just said, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> Brian needs to interview amazing rando again as well. So both, both sort of a, you know, I appreciate that he will give that podcast a listen, but does imply that he would, he was not listening and just following <laughs> us, of course, and then is waiting for Brian to interview Rando again, um, which we're all waiting for, of course. I mean, we would all love for that to happen, but um, my dilemma I, did, now. I did like the, the backhanded compliment of that was very good. Thank you, JH. My dilemma now is I don't think Brian can be the one doing that interview. I don't think he has enough expertise in the area that Rando has gone into. I believe the interview should be conducted with two people who are kind of familiar with the QAnon movement um, because I don't know whether you're friends with Rando on Facebook. I am. He has gone full mega. Full Q. And is partial Q. I was going to say full Q, but he's not full Q. He's on to the Epstein side of things. I haven't heard him say save the children okay. yet, but he's a he's he's like <sighs> magenta pilled, not full on red pilled, but Jesus, it's close. I thought you were going to say you should interview him because he love vinyl, and <laughs> I I believe that the last time I checked on him, he was reviewing vinyl records on youtube he was and thanks to um you actually letting me know that he was there i was able to check that out and yeah interesting review style and uh interesting tastes in music we all know i have very eclectic tastes check check out um tyler childers new single if anybody wants to check out something really unique actually check out the whole album because there's nine instrumental tracks and then one protest track but boy mm-hmm. amazing rando had some Eclectic taste. Absolutely. And one, one other comment we got was, uh, speaking of QAnon, was from uh, uh, W2s, who um, threw out uh, uh, that, that he could come on and, and chat next time, although he can't talk about his balls for 30 minutes, although I would argue that, you know, <laughs> you've done it before. Come on. You know, we've all done it. Uh, just to pull that out of your memory bank. Let's go. And then um, – we could toss some QAnon theories around. So maybe we get maybe we get him to interview Rando for us. He's got but some ideas. Maybe we could get Rando to talk about his balls for thirty minutes. Oh my god! Uh, I mean <laughs> ASMR, I guess. You know, that's that's what that is, right? Uh, <laughs> um, yep. So that was. Uh, <laughs> we also got our uh, our weekly email from. From our friend Corey, we love Corey because he's got the best uh, art and he's got the best input. Um, and this week, uh, he thanked uh, Brian for giving the listeners what they want, which is Chris Sabo discussion. And uh, I, of course, have not listened to your guys' show because I can't imagine listening to my own podcast. I don't, I don't even if I'm not on it. Uh, but uh, Chris Sabo, I would like to point out. I did see Chris Sabo manage a baseball game um, in the last, you know, I don't know however long that was, but I did, I did watch him manage a minor league baseball club. Um, So he was still out there with the goggles and everything. So this, like I was not familiar with Chris Sabo other than that, the, the fact that Brian Malika, his glove 
growing up as a child was a signature series Chris Sabo glove. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, um, Brian talked about how he was disgraced from the league because he corked his bat. I thought he would have faded into obscurity because we all know cheats in baseball. They go away. Um, and they, course, they'd never get yeah, never from see again. Him again. And so to he, hear you say that he's popped up in the minor leagues, I am absolutely shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, does he ha- have the chance to become the next, um, who's the baseball manager? Uh, Joe Torrey. Does he have the chance to become the next Joe Torrey? Yeah, maybe the next Mark McGuire. I don't know. Uh, who's probably close to being a manager by now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't watched one second of baseball this year. So uh, I've bet on it, but I haven't watched it. Now, um, you, you've spoken numerous times about not being a baseball fan. For somebody that lives in your area of the world, where does baseball sit for, for the majority of people? Is it like a 90-year-old follow it fox news viewer that's who follows baseball or or is it like a number two sport behind nfl to be fair i i did like baseball for most of my life um i just i don't know there's just something about it now i i I don't know it's one of those things where i feel like i only have so much time and so much desire to consume sports so i just feel like i had to cut cut back on sports. I was watching a lot of them. Like I liked baseball. I liked basketball. I was watching college basketball. You're watching football. You're watching college football. And I just, I burnt out on a bunch of them. And now I just, am like, you know, what's another one I could leave behind because do I really want to sit there and watch, you know, 125 baseball games a year, follow them or care. And I just ditched it. Um, doesn't, doesn't hurt or doesn't help that the Cubs are owned by some of the worst people on earth. And, probably most of the teams are owned by most of the worst people on earth. But um, uh, I would say that the baseball fandom here runs the gamut. I mean, we don't just have the old senile people. Um, okay. You have plenty of young fans. There's two teams here. You know, there's people who have identity tied to it. And there's bros who love the Cubs and there's Southside dads who love the Sox. And that's no, no, no different than anything else here. Okay. So, it's it's a it's a personal thing with you more than the fact that that baseball has declined in popularity, which was sort of my impression that I, I'd gathered with the way you yeah, talked about it. it. It has, but I just I got bored. I just I got sick of it. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you swapped um, it out for kickball. Nothing, nothing. I do. I like the kickball. That's much more fun to me. At least it takes only an hour and forty five minutes to play the damn game. You know. And, six-hour baseball games they have now, you know. Who's not getting coronavirus playing a game for four and a half hours? you got to limit your exposure, guys. What are you doing? Um, so, Tony, one other thing that you told me I had to comment on was hair. So, Tony, I would, lo- I would like to allow you to now ask any questions you have about my hair. Um, I sound like George Bush on The Simpsons right now after he got the wig dropped on his head. But. My question to you is this just purely because you cannot get a haircut, do not trust Kelly with scissors, or is this a style choice? Is this something that you've always had in the back of your mind? I'm guessing from the age of 14, you've, but never had the balls to carry through, or what was, what's the choice that's gone through your head, or is it just been something that's happened during COVID? Yeah. Because this so- is more shocking to me than when you had a beard. 
so I have a man bun now uh, for the folks out there. And most of you don't know what I look like, but whatever. <laughs> um, is, is this uh, something I thought about? Not really. Um, I just uh, did it because it was getting long and we trimmed up the sides and I said, I don't know this because it's easy. And Kelly was behind it. So we did it. Uh, it's easy. I can tie it up. Uh, it looks fine. I don't know. My hair wasn't like some prized possession in the first place. It's not like I have a, <laughs> you know, a Trump level head of hair or anything like that. That has must be protected at all costs. So, uh, switching the style up was easy. I, tr- you know, Kelly still comes at me with the, with the razor and takes down the sides okay. uh, with the Remington type thing. And then, you know, we don't get the big poofy sides and I can tie it up and it stays out of my face and I like it. I think it's comfortable. Um, and nobody's in fact, only a couple of people have laughed at me and they're probably listening right now. So other and you're, I think you're one of them. So, uh, otherwise most people have been fairly indifferent, uh, cry cause they didn't know what I looked like before I had this. Um, well, just because you've always been known to me as, as like a short haired guy, there's nothing fundamentally wrong or anything with, your hairstyle, but I never would have picked you as a guy that would go straight to the man butt. I imagine you would yeah. sort of try it out with a bit more length on top because you didn't even go that step. You seem to have gone from like zero to 100. You went from like short, tight, neat, not not army buzz cut or anything like that, but you, yeah. were, a, you were a short and neat kind of guy. And I'm guessing this, is, this comes back to management of hair. By the sounds of it, you don't really give a fuck – and that's why you didn't go that that intermediate step of just yep. allowing some length on top. It's I'd, like I'll go with whatever's easy to maintain. I, I'm a shaved yep. head guy these days. Well, I have been for twenty, 20 plus years. Sure, I would have done that. I did that for for years at drum corps. I I would shave my head before we went on tour. So um, just didn't want to deal with it. Uh, this is fine. It's a little more maintenance because you got to like sort of you know take care of it a little bit just because your hair can get really frizzy and gross, but. Um, and dirty and greasy. But. So when you say more maintenance, is that just in brushing or are you adding more product to it? Um, is yeah, this a, a big, long r- routine or is it just like just wash it and tie it and you're, you're fine? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's it's more than nothing, just throwing a hat on. So um, will you be adding the facial hair component to it? Because I could imagine you the man bun and facial hair. That seems to be the rage, at least in some circles these days. And, of course, one of the more shocking things no. is seeing you with a beard. No, we won't. I hate it. I have actually, I'm kind of scraggly right now, and it's grossing me out, so I'm probably going to shave really soon. Um, no, I won't be adding any full beard. I just, I, I'm very uncomfortable with facial hair, honestly. So, um that will not be happening, at least not at this point. And plus it grows in super patchy, so who wants that? But I certainly don't want patchy facial hair. I've got um, patchy head hair. That's why I grow my facial hair. I've got to have hair somewhere on my head. And unlike you, I can't do the man bun. If I was to try and do that, it would be the creepy pony, the creepy mm. ponytail, you know, with the, with the bald head on top or the very, very thin hair on top, um, kind of like James Brown. If you've ever seen James Brown. <laughs> Who is James Brown? Are you talking about James Brown, the, the singer? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Where are we? Um, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's James Taylor. Oh, James Taylor. 
Yeah, about James Brown, the funk singer. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Just losing my mind here. All right, Tony. So one other thing I thought we'd talk about. Some of the safety concerns I sort of had <laughs> with some of these breweries and stuff in um, in Michigan. I don't know. I know that you, you've spoken a little bit about how Melbourne and, and the area around you is on a little bit of a uh, more of like a lockdown. We're a free for all here. Uh, it's it's lunacy all the time. You can do whatever you want. But at least some of the breweries were taking some level of precaution um, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of them, uh, for one virtue cidery, uh, and, um, Waypost brewing for, which actually were like reservation only and gave you a ton of space and, uh, were very like strict about all of their procedures. Bells was the same way. So big ups to those guys for letting us come to a brewery in Michigan and drink delicious beer, like two hearted on draft. You can't beat it. Um, now we know you've, was got wonderful. A, you've got a soft spot for um, Bell's Two Hearted, and you've you've had it many times. Drinking it on premises, how does that compare to all the other times you've had it on draft or had it as a package product? Is it oh, far superior, or is it it the same as it's always been, just a consistent, delicious product? It's pretty much the same, but it only feels superior because you're drinking. it at the look at where at the place. I don't know. There's just something about drinking a beer in its home. I think that's very enjoyable, you know? Um, so I think it tastes just as good in, in the bottle. Um, maybe it's a little fresher tasting. I thought it was delicious. Um, had, had no, uh, no complaints about that. It was perfect temp, perfect head, perfect, uh, you know, carb on it. Couldn't beat it. Uh, so that was wonderful. And I was very glad we were able to go do that. Um, one com- and Waypost, another brewery that had a bunch of delicious beers too, a bunch of lagers and stuff. So just a shout out for, for all those breweries for doing a great job, uh, keeping people safe and making a bunch of delicious beer. One I'd like to complain about Tony is a brewery that I, uh, used to really enjoy, um, is a brewery called Greenbush in Michigan. Uh, it was a total free for all. At, at Greenbush, um, their indoors was open. You could go in there and sit at the bar. There's a bunch of unmasked people just milling about, uh, do anything you want. Me and Kelly walked in there and just immediately pretty much ran out the door screaming. Um, very terrifying. Don't know how they haven't gotten a bunch of people sick. Uh, they, they in fact actually were closing their outdoor seating so that you had to go inside. I'm like, wow. Way to just inflict danger on purpose when it's 50-something degrees in the Midwest. Not like we're not used to this. Uh, pretty pretty wild stuff. So uh, they, get the, they get the shit list rating, the rest of them, all pretty good. But uh, that's my, that's my uh, you know, drive-by safety ratings for the Michigan breweries. Why would they close their patio and, and force you indoors? This, is it like a fuck you... For people who want to be safe, what's – I know you wouldn't have seen management and us and their de- decision, but no. that I can't seems, imagine anything more horrifying, but yeah. just seems illogical why they would do that. Like 50-degree days, while well, well not delicious summer weather or delightful summer weather, it, it isn't something that, as you mentioned, that you wouldn't be aware of how to deal with. You um, would – clothe up to the right conditions you would you would wear appropriate clothing i'm guessing 
if yep, you were willing we were. to sit out there. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that um, our bodies are much better prepared for the cold, especially having lived in the upper Midwest our whole lives than they are to deal with the virus transmission, which yeah. we hadn't had for most of our lives. Um, so I, I don't understand that. We were a couple breweries that were doing that. We didn't even, we, we would call them. We just called them at that point. We were like, yeah. what are you doing? They're like, Oh, we closed our patio and we're like, cool. <laughs> you know, sorry, <laughs> whatever. Uh, that was, uh, that's fine. We, we spent a lot of time chilling out and I had plenty of no problem with beer in the, in the house. So it was not an issue. So it was, it was something. Now, my question to you is, did you go to any of the places that I suggested on the um, couple of shows previous. So we did go to Transient. Actually, we went to Transient probably three times. Oh. Uh, tra- Transient is wonderful. We love Transient. Um, picked up some stout, Tony. Nice. They had just released their big like annual barrel-aged stout. And we got some of the ones that were like online order that uh, were still available, you know, you did that were just available in shops. So got some Buckley Select. Got some Kentucky, got some Canuckley. Had the Kentucky while we were up there. Very good barrel-aged stout. Um, so they've done a nice job there. Their lagers are actually tasting real good on draft. Um, their canning situation is always a little, like, questionable. I don't know what their package situation is there with the cans, but sometimes their cans are a little bit dicey. But um, their draft beer was all delicious. They had a nice patio. It was not, like, to the level of hyper management that I liked from say virtue or bells, but it was good enough, right? You could choose your own adventure. You, you go get your beer, you're masked up. Everyone's masked up. It's all open air. And then you just walk outside and you station yourself, you know, far away. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's pretty easy to set yourself up so that you could be pretty safe. Um, so I appreciated that. That's fine too. Honestly, you know, let me, let me decide, you know? Um, so that transient was good. Did not get it over to bare bones because I couldn't get any proof that they were outdoor seating and it was in Indiana, which is a uh, free for all, a little bit of a danger zone right now. Uh, Black Dragon. Well, you know, uh, I did get, uh, I was saying I got chased down the sidewalk by their racist, uh, sexist owner. So I didn't quite make it in the door there, but um, I, I did, I did try some other fancy wine drinks, Tony. Um, we went to a winery that, um, you know, sometimes I can't tell if they're just total out all and out tacky, but it's called the round barn. And they had a, they had a, they started making seltzer and we know how much I love the Celties, but it was more like a wine spritzer and they had a Balaton cherry wine spritzer. And I was so all over that dude. Oh my God. I bought, bought a four pack of that. I am loving that. It is so sweet and so, like, basic, but it is so good. <laughs> now, this is something that Brian brought up on the previous show, and he his contention is that you only like hard salsa to spite me, um, just purely <laughs> based on the fact that he could not see you drinking hard salsa. And I, uh, I, I tended to back back at this. We've all got blind spots and soft spots, and I think this is a genuine soft spot for you. And I don't believe you're as petty as Brian. This is something I believe Brian would do just to annoy me. In fact, I know he's done this in the past. So uh, 
I want to be clear that I think this is Brian trying to transfer a personality trait onto you, and I do not believe that you're doing this. But can you address these claims? And don't give me an answer of um, stand back and stand down. Law and order. Um, this is a. Uh, this is no. It's he's he is uh, he's off base here for once. Um, uh, I. Legitimately enjoy the seltzers. Um, I don't know how much I'll be drinking in the in the cold weather. Although I don't know if I'm if I'm ever just looking to get totally rip roaring drunk, it's maybe the best option because they don't take up any space. Um, so I I I deny that fully. Uh, I, there's lots of things I would love somebody, um, but there's stuff I, I would love to do something to annoy somebody. Um, I'm sure I have at some point, but most of it doesn't involve me spending money and having to drink 12 of them. Um, and maybe, maybe it has to do with me. I wonder what Brian would, would say, well, when we have him back on after we locate him, you know, wherever his, uh, kidnappers have taken him. But when, when he, when he eventually makes it back on, uh, I would, I would have to ask him if he thinks me like me liking the Lord is despite despite him or despite somebody else. I, I, I think that's, I think that would be a good, that would be a good thing. Um, me and him famously drank Malort together and, uh, he never mentioned it that way, but I'd be curious to see if he thinks that's true. Um, but this stuff was actually not particularly like, like hard seltzer. I just want to point that out. The cherry okay. spritzer, it was much more like a, it was kind of like a, like a carbonated mead almost. It wasn't that sweet, but it was somewhere in between hard. Maybe it's, between hard seltzer and a mead um, in terms of sweetness, it's very sweet, um, but it's just, it's enjoyable for a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I could understand that for sure. Um, now, does this sweetness allow you to drink more of it or less of it? That's the question I ask. Cause like you seem to be a guy that could pack away uh, six or eight hard seltzers um, on an average drinking night. It's, it's less. Yeah, my average night is eight seltzers and an imperial stout. Um, no, you can't. I drank one, and I was pretty much like, "That's eh, enough of that." You know, it's it's it is cloying after a while. Yep. Um, actually, me and Kelly's most highest level of success with it was we split one, and that was great. You know, you six ounces each, fine. You know, tastes nice, refreshing, and you're done with it. You know. So uh, I would not go out and, and porch pound four of these because you're going to get a toothache. Uh, it is sweet. But uh, if you ever see anything like that, the, the cherry wine spritzer type thing, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit uh, uh, just like a fruity drink. But it tastes like a fruity drink, and it's yummy. Um, get that with your PSL, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Did you get any PSL on your, on your trip? Surely that would have been... Did I get any PSLs on my trip? Uh, Kelly drank a pup pumpkin spiced blonde ale. That that counts. Um, and it wasn't very. It, it wasn't good. Um, so. But didn't she swear off PSL other than Schloffly? I yeah. Well, she wanted to try this, and I I respect it. Very good. Um, and then uh, we ate a pumpkin whoopie pie. So that was that was the other pumpkin item that we did eat. So I'll get, we, I think that's our only pumpkin consumptions. Oh well, you know another all those pumpkins up there too, and 
uh, all the comments about, look at all the decorative gourds, look at all these decorative gourds are on the table. They're so small and so on and so forth. And, uh, we only ate, you know, whatever, drank one beer and ate a dessert. So, Hey, the little pie was good. Now, Speaking of pumpkin, Tony. Okay. Oh yeah. What you got? Well, I was just going to ask you with the, um, PSL, it sounds like some of the breweries went all out with their with their table settings and maybe decorations around the breweries. Is this something we see with the major holidays, all of the holidays, or is this um, something that is just unique to this one holiday that people actually um, get more inspired by the holiday than just putting out special releases? Or This is just when you'll see the most twee decorations, you know what I mean? <laughs> Christmas, you'll have decorations, but the Christmas decorations are more know, maximalist, I guess. That makes sense. This just has all the little twee things. Like, all, all they did was put a little pumpkin on the table. And it's like, okay. oh, look at the little pumpkin. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, yeah, it, it is a little pumpkin. That's cool. Um, but, Tony, uh, speaking of some little pumpkins, I have a little segment for us, of course, said for my welcome back segment. It's not a competitive game, but I did okay. want to honor our, our recently kidnapped friend, Brian, uh, especially for his great work in, in, you know, taking the catbird seat here from me. Um, in a honorary game, uh, uh, well, segment called uh, Behind, Behind the Ticks. And uh, we played this with, with Brian. We talked about this. Essentially, all I'm going to do is I found Three very un- funny untapped reviews, or unfunny, I don't know, but they're, they're, they're something we can talk about, uh, and uh, we're just going to riff on them for a little bit, Tony. Okay. I'm familiar with this uh, segment. Last time you called it a game, I couldn't see who, who would be able to win this game, but I like it rebranded as a segment. The listener is winning the game, of course. Uh, so, Tony... I got three here. Here's your first one. This is the pumpkin-themed edition of Behind the Ticks. Uh, copyright, all rights reserved. Um, so this is from our friend John. He's got a picture of a kitty cat as avatar. He is drinking a pumpkin wheat by Shock Top Brewing Company. Are you familiar with the pumpkin wheat by Shock Top Brewing Company? Um, I kind of am. It's kind of a meme of a beer, isn't it, at this point? It was one of the OG PSLs, but... um, Are you familiar with Shock Top Brewing Company? Again... And what they are? It's kind of... Are they like a contemporary of Blue Moon? They are the Anheuser-Busch fake creation of Blue Moon. No, they didn't... I mean, Blue Moon was sort of created supposedly independently and then bought, I think, right? Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But this is much more of like a bastardization of that. By okay. Anheuser Busch. Okay, so this is a macro. It's like the Yender Pale Ale. Of course, I've spoken about Yender before, but it is Coca Cola's craft beer arm. Yep, you got it. Um, so this is uh, pumpkin wheat. He gives it three and a half stars. Uh, he purchased it at Publix. Give it up for Publix, guys. They got the good sweet tea. Uh, he says, not bad when mixed 50 50 with Guinness. Okay. So you're taking a good macro beer and then you're dousing it with shit. Um, and so is this three and a half sc- score based on what the Guinness brings to it or is this three and a half scores by itself? 
this sounds like an appalling concoction of a beer. I would rather drink. <laughs> I would rather drink Guinness mixed fifty-fifty with Malort than I would oh, mixing yeah. Shock Top with Guinness. And I'd rather just drink a drunk too. I'd rather just drink a plain Guinness. I don't know why it needs to be PSL'd. Um, maybe, maybe we do a standalone PSL Guinness. I'm, I'm happy to try that. But why we need to bring it down with Shock Top is beyond me. Uh, this yeah, is, I, uh, I, this yep. is the epitome of bad taste, and people like this should be struck off. Um, not so much untapped. They don't need to be QAnoned off their way <laughs> out, out of untapped, but they should have their scores completely disregarded. This is what skews scores, and this is why I struggle getting out of the well, is people like this that rate this three and a half stars completely throwing out um, the scoring, it's just not on. So uh, I guess the biggest question I had was, he's mixing it 50-50 with Guinness. I have to assume, I don't have, I guess I'm going to assume, I mean, like most, uh, pretty much 99% of the Guinness package that's sold here in the States is the nitro cans or the nitro bottles. Yeah, he's not getting the Guinness ex- export Whatever it is, the one that's that's non nitro that, that's really good. He, he's getting so he, he's getting the cans, the nitro, and the widget. So he's purportedly got essentially a half carbed beer here, which is way much worse than a full carbed beer or a not carb. I mean, a nitro beer, right? Which is pretty much not carbed, right? Well, um, he's, yes, he's got a half carbonated pumpkin spiced wheat. Dry stout. My thought is, and I'm not sure whether he's done this, but is he doing it like a snake bite or one of those layered beers, you know, where you put Guinness and then you put cider on top or you put Guinness and then you put lager on top? Black and tan. Black and tan. I don't know. Do you think the pumpkin wheat would sit, would it sit on top of the, well, no, the Guinness would sit on top of of the, um, no, I don't think, I I think it's going to be awful hard to, so we're saying that John here, you know, all oh, shouts to John if he's doing this. He's getting the spoon out. Well, for you sure. You know, he's getting the, the spoon. He's pulling out the can of Guinness, and he is trickling the Guinness over the spoon on top of his pumpkin weed he bought at Publix. See, I think it's the opposite way around, and this is just from a technical point of view. This is this is beer nerd um, stuff. The more unfermented beer out of the two would be Guinness. Like, it's not a um, a candy stout where there's a bunch of unfermented or even a milk stout, but there is more unfermented sugars in the Guinness, therefore it would be thicker and have more See, weight to it. I don't know it. if I believe that, but maybe. And I believe you'd be putting the pumpkin spice on top. But you can't tell me that the um, slightly roasted notes, this isn't a roast bomb by any means, a Guinness, would, do you think that would mix nicely with pumpkin spice? Well, let's get into that because I got some. I got a surprise for you. But um, uh, I, I'll say this: uh, Do I think Guinness would mix well with pumpkin? No. Do I think you could make a pumpkin stout that would taste good? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do for sure. Um, so I think that's maybe different. You know, Guinness is so dry. It is. I mean, I feel like this would just taste like pumpkin on the finish. It's just pure pumpkin taste to me. 
but I don't know, whatever, or whatever, whatever pumpkin wheat tastes like. I don't know. Does it, do we think it tastes like pumpkin? I don't think so. God only knows what it tastes like. I think you're just watering down a, a, a beer and making it less drinkable because it wouldn't be as dry as Guinness is because that's what makes Guinness Guinness. You're making one average beer much worse and you're making one decent beer much, much worse. So shout out to John. He also got level 69 of the middle of the road badge. And you know what we say to that? That is nice, dude. <laughs> that, uh, is, that is real nice. I think I'm on right. 11 with my it's middle the of the road. number. It's funny. Come on. Uh, all right. So we got Matt V. He's next. Shout out to Matt. He's up. Who Thanks for the content, Matt. That is, of course, Gary Vaynerchuk's younger brother. It's Matt Vaynerchuk. That's right. And he is drinking a Mother Pumpkin Ale by Blue Point Brewing Company. Hey, another Anheuser-Busch outfit. Um, and here's, here's what he has to say about this. He got it at Tonkzo's Beverages in Northampton. That sounds like definitely New York somewhere. This is the pumpkin ale that has replaced Shock Top Pumpkin Wheat for me as far as an economy pumpkin ale. <laughs> funny <laughs> got an 18 pack for eight for 1999 doesn't beat the old shock top case of pounders at around 24 bucks but it'll do four stars <laughs> <laughs> so i got a couple of things i wanted to get out right that my man needs an economy pumpkin ale that's my first first thought so he's 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 looking for He's always on the scope out for the best available economy pumpkin. Where's my economy pumpkins? Who's my economy pumpkin? That's me, right? Um, doesn't beat the old shock top case of pounders at 24 bucks. I would assume that's a 24. I don't know if that, now hold on though. So he presumably was getting a 24 pack for $24. Yep. Then he's getting an 18 pack for $19.99. I mean, okay, so. What are we saying? That's a difference of, uh, you know, a, a few cents per beer. Yeah, you know? over the course of a case, that's like $2.50 difference. So that's 10 cents a beer. Yeah, brutal. Um, so he, he four-starred this. Uh, he's got a picture here, Tony. It is of a fire pit with, I would say, three logs in it. Mm. No coals, really, to speak of. And uh, he's got his mother pumpkin ale can kind of sitting on the edge of this rusted out fire pit. Hey, sort of looks like my patio, huh? Um, Tony, what do you got on this one? I think this dude is obviously somebody who enjoys saving money. He He's maybe not a couponer, but would have a place in a reality show like an extreme couponing or extreme cheapskate. I sort of see him in that vein. And Mr. Vaynerchuk, I would suggest to you, you go out, buy yourself a case of hams or a case of Nanny Light or any other cheap, cheap, shitty beer. Get yourself some pumpkin spice in a packet or mix your own. Get the herbs, grind them yourself, put it in a little Ziploc bag and you start spicing those beers by hand, even cheaper. You can get a case for under a dollar a can. Why are hey, he's in up, He's in upstate New York. He could get uh, Genesee cream ales, you know, and pumpkin them up. He you could. Know, he can get some Utica Club. 
I'm yeah. not sure where they all fall on like the gas station cheapness, but we're talking, you can get some real bargains by spicing your own beers. And these are all blank canvases. Like, does anybody think that shop talk wheat actually has any flavor by itself? It uses wheat as a marketing term. This is a beer that has no flavour to start with. So you can use any beer, pound any beer, and just be spicing that beer 12 months out of the year. There you go. You don't even need to be in pumpkin spice season. And you can have your pumpkin spice pounders. Yeah, it's true. And I, I really don't know what to... I, I'm, 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 the unfortunate thing is we're not going in on the blue beer. Blue Point, another Anheuser-Busch... Uh, you know, org, they were purchased pretty soon after goose Island, if I recall. Um, and then sort of just fell off, but, um, I'm sure this beer is totally drinkable to be fair, but, uh, yeah, if this guy's just looking for discounts, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's great advice, Tony. I mean, Hey, or buy a PSL from Starbucks. What's that cost? That's not going to be cheap. What's I mean, these Starbucks coffees, you know, I'm doing a Dennis Leary bit or whatever. They're, they're like six they bucks. They want your mocha chocolate, whatever. For a venti yeah, double pump. That's like six bucks. Yeah, it's probably six bucks. Whatever, though, if you put a put a shot of um, Skull Vodka in there, you know, you at least are pretty tipsy. <laughs> well, there's uh, another option. Why not? Because I don't know whether you did this back in your college days. I sure did. And this is in the days before we had flavoured vodkas birthday cake and the like, you would put candy in vodka to flavour those suckers up, get the cheapest vodka you could, shove a bunch of red skins in them, a bunch of Skittles in them um, to give them some flavour. Why not do that with pumpkin spice? We all know um, high-proof alcohol, like vodka, would do a great job on extraction. He's saving himself money on the actual spices because he wouldn't need very many. Heck, he could probably get free samples from somewhere, stick that in vodka, and just pound a, a handle of vodka. Yeah, we're just giving this guy tips all day. And Tony, they're called Washington. Don't say. <laughs> um, they're not Washington football team candies, that's for sure. They are a delicious <laughs> red candy. And I actually had a beer that tasted exactly like that that candy. And wow. uh, that was um, Moondog had a candy stout called Pashrash, mm. and it tasted exactly like you were drinking a stout with redskins in it. Absolutely delicious. Loved it. Sean Taylor was in there. <laughs> Is he the guy with the big neck roll? I think he might be the guy who died. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, next up, we've got uh, Jerry N. Jerry N has another pet. He's got his doggy in, the, in his little picture here. Okay, I can't see the picture because we all know I don't look at the show notes. Um, no, I'm going to say that the Jerry, without knowing him, I don't think he wears a mask. I don't think. Uh, and if he does, <laughs> on the occasion where he has to go into a grocery store, it is a red and white one with MAGA written across the front of it. He's, get, he's getting into a fight with the guy at the the tent, the 18-year-old at the door. Yeah, and he's certainly not into QAnon, but he is a Trump supporter died in the wall. Continue on with Jerry's critique of whatever beer this may be. Yep, I actually did uh, skip through. I should have, maybe I should have put it in. I did skip along uh, through a guy, a MAGA guy, who uh, complained about the spirit. I can I can reference that after this. But uh, he was drinking, and this is a beer we've covered before in a past episode. This is a milkshake IPA double pumpkin spice latte. 
by Tired Hands Brewing Company. So this was actually a pastry bot output. Uh, pastry bot spit this one out of his, uh, you know, robot butt. Last time we saw him, there he is. So pastry bot vomited this one up a few ago. And uh, here's Jerry N's review of it. Four and a half stars. And he's liking it. Okay. Um, he says, put your Ugg boots on, Becky. It's PSL season. All the positives of pumpkin pie and none of the overly spiced crap. Four and a half stars. Does not say where he bought it. He did toast for, uh, he did get four toasts on this. Uh, Eric S. gave him some emojis for his post. So he says, put your Ugg boots on, Becky. It's PSL season. All of the positives of pumpkin pie and none of the overspiced spiced crap. What does that mean? I don't know. What do you think it means, Tony? See, I'm, I've totally blanked on the beer review because we all know, well, we should know, what country is the home of the Ugg boot? It is, of course, Australia. We yes. are the home of, of, of the branded moccasin or or boot, whatever you want to call it, the Ugg boot. Uggs were originally an Australian company. Now, the only acceptable time to wear Ugg boots out of the house is never. They should never, <laughs> ever set foot on anything other than carpet or a hardwood floor. Not even a deck. Ugg boots are for inside in winter. They are not a fashion accessory. I don't care if you've just got to duck down the, the shop for five minutes. No, don't do it. Put on a proper pair of shoes, even if those shoes are thongs. Sorry for our American listeners, I mean flip-flops. That is more acceptable than wearing Ugg boots outside. And I'm absolutely shocked at the amount of cultural appropriation going on here. The fact that a Becky can now wear Ugg boots is just appalling. I, I, I do not yeah. support this in any way. I think they are, are appropriating Australian culture, and I do not mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, well, uh, boy, speaking of our college days, Tony, I, that was that was pretty much a staple of uh, my college experience in two thousand five or whatever. Um, was girls in you know, Ugg boots walking around. Now, the, the the point you make is valid, though, Tony. Those aren't really built for outdoor durability. <laughs> of course um, they're not, because they're made of like they're made of like suede or whatever on the outside. So they pretty much immediately get ruined the second they hit a Chicago winter, which is just salt and ice and water and snow and stuff. So it, any of that stuff gets on them, and they're trash, and yes. they cost a hundred and whatever dollars. So. Um, it's, you're exactly right. They are not meant for outdoor use. They're not, in, they're not intended to wear outdoors. I mean, you can tell, get them wet one time and you realize that. Yeah, they were never um, designed that. They were designed to be sitting by a fire in the middle of winter, and I don't mean an outdoor fire, um, and they shouldn't see any moisture at all. And they're comfortable, don't get me wrong. I boot really comfortable um, footwear, but not designed to be used as a general purpose footwear. Next thing you'll be seeing people wearing socks and Birkenstocks together. Just oh, yeah. as in awful. Germany. Yeah. Uh, well, all we have is, and then people in school wearing them to the bars, getting vomit and cheap rum on them. Very good. Uh, so, Tony, I, uh, one question I have about this would be uh, all the positives of pumpkin pie and none of the overly spiced crap. 
And I would just, I don't know, have, have you had a pumpkin pie in your life, Tony? I have. Um, I believe it was in America, but I have definitely tried it. I would say, based on my limited knowledge of pumpkin pie, what that means is it means it was a sweet, sweet mess of a beer with no flavour. That's what it says to me. Not overspiced, so very little spice. And what's left in a pumpkin pie other than that? Maybe you get some graham cracker crust. I know it's not, I know with pumpkin pie that those beers are traditionally like use a wheat crust. But I, I mean, like it's getting some pie crust flavor maybe, but the predominant flavor would be sweet. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, pumpkin is a very neutral taste. Yeah, um, you're getting no pumpkin flavor. It is a vehicle for the pumpkin spice. That's why you had two separate categories going back a couple of shows when you were, you were with Kelly and I um, that you had pumpkin spice and pumpkin beers because pumpkin is very much like potatoes. It's a blank slate for flavors to go on. Um, that's why there's not um, potato-flavored potato chips because there is no potato flavor. They're a vehicle for salt and other flavors to mm. go on. Of course, cheese and onions. Some potato chips, yeah. Being towards the top of that heap. So overly spiced crap means just the taste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of pumpkin pie, because all it is is nutmeg and clove and cinnamon. Yeah. And that's what it tastes like. He's got a problem with PSL, but he wants sweet. So that's what he's yeah, getting. He loves it. My man's big sugar boy. I get you. Yep. This is essentially a fridge pie, if you're familiar with fridge pie out of the South. Um, Sean, Sean Brock, I think, introduced me to fridge pie, which is... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's, it's got um, essentially just like sugar and butter as a filling. That's what he's drinking. He, will, he doesn't want a PSL. He wants a fridge pie stout. Or like shoe fly pie or yeah. pecan, even pecan pie just has pecans in, in the whatever that is, right? It's just sugar, egg, butter, custard, like <laughs> dumped in the middle of it and sweet as all get out. But I, lo- I love pecan pie, but oh, I um, miss it so much. It, Hurts your teeth like like hell though. Um, yeah, so there you go, guys. Uh, that's the behind the tick segment, an unceremonious end, unfortunately, due to the the negativity of Jerry. Really, I would say about about pumpkin pie. Really, we hate to see that. Although I don't like pumpkin pie very much either. So that was uh, he question. likes all the positives of it. I don't know really. I don't actually know what he likes anymore. My question to you is: Do you like pumpkin spot PSL things? Or do you like the pie more? If you had to choose between one or the other. Oh, oh, oh my God. I would drink a PSL out from Starbucks before I scarf down a piece of pumpkin pie. Right, give me an ice. Give me the iced pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Put it in front of me right now. I'll suck it down in 30 seconds. I don't care. I mean, it's tacky as hell and it's sweet and it's terrible for you. But pumpkin pie is pumpkin pie is has sort of the, I like the spice taste of those spices. I think, I think cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves are good. Can't, weird opinion, but those things taste good to me. I don't know. I mean, they've only been popular spices for thousands of years. I don't know what to tell you, you know, those things yeah. are good. They Pumpkin are. pie just unfortunately adds the uh, graininess of canned That's what I was about squash. to say. That's, that's. And. And a cheap crust, presumably, you yep. know. Um, I like, I would rather eat, I don't know, any other fall pie, sweet potato pie. Sweet potatoes have a taste, at least, kind yeah. of, you know. Um, 
how about a uh, uh, pecan pie? Yeah, I was just saying, hook it up with some of that if you want to eat a, like a different type of apple pie. I'm all over apple pie. Okay, now we're Serve getting into, into pie territory. I just need a snap. Don't give me eight pies. I just want one. What is your king of the hill? Okay, king of the hill is a bad example because we, we spoke about that last episode. What is your number one pie? If you had only one pie that you could order, what are, what are you going to? This is a weird thing. I'm going to say a weird. Okay, that's not that weird. If I had one pie, and I'm getting, you know, one pie with a bullet, you know, um, strawberry rhubarb. Oh, combo pie, classic combo. This is this is nothing fancy, but a little bit of tartness. I I like that. I, I like. It. I like regular rhubarb pie too, but uh, if I'm if I'm taking it with a bullet and I'm and I'm blasting off into into the outer space after this or whatever, you know, um, I I need I, I just I don't know if I'm going to get too tart of rhubarb. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get it and I'm home turkey sandwich and the turkey's a little dry. You know what I mean? I want to, the strawberries will at least make sure I've got something edible. You know what I mean? Yep. So you didn't ask me. I'm going to answer for myself. I'm I'm going to say lemon meringue pie. I didn't know you had pie there. I don't know. <laughs> we do have pie. We just, pumpkin pie is not a traditional pie we would have. We're certainly big um, into the fruit pies, your apple pies, your blueberry pies, your raspberry pies, blackberry pies. Um and then all the variations you have on those, like apple crumble, if you want to consider that a pie. I'm not sure whether you do because it doesn't really have a crust, but it has a topping. You guys have you guys have savory pie though. That's the one I want. That's what I really want. <laughs> yeah. And when I was talking about pies, I I did mean sweet pies. But we can get into a whole discussion of what makes a good um, pie, perhaps next week, because they are the perfect vehicle to have with a lager. It's like a pie in one hand and a like good well-crafted lager in the other. Those two are Sounds like... Sounds like a good way to enjoy a, a football match right there. <laughs> it's almost like they were, they were made to go together. Um, That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, All right, so you, you said lemon meringue yep. is your go-to? Because yeah, like you, it, right? yeah. I, I, I want some tartness, but the issue I have with rhubarb, it's like a textural thing. I'm not a huge fan of the the texture of rhubarb. It's not as bad as pumpkin. It's not as mealy as a pumpkin, but don't always enjoy the texture of rhubarb pie. Enjoy the flavour of it. And both of these pies have a shit ton of sugar. So let's be honest, I'm having like a, a hairline slice of a pie like that these days. But if I had to have one, it's lemon meringue that's been beautifully torched on top. Peach pie is a close second for me. Peach, I love peach. I didn't ask for a second one. This is not sorry for your luck with honourable mentioned. I only wanted one pie. Okay, well, uh oh. <laughs> now I'm getting kidnapped. Oh, here we go. Now, is this just what you do to all? We defy your orders and we get shoved into the back seat of a Lincoln town car or whatever. Um, no, you get right, shoved well, in, they- into the back of an AMC Rambler and you get taken oh, to the God. Getty Museum. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Oops. Sorry. Uh, all right. Well, now that you've heard all of our pie opinions, I think we can wrap it up, up for the folks. Um, if you want to reach out to us, hey, did Brian do this bit? Did he told, told everybody what to do or did you have to do it? I had to do that. He didn't introdu- introduce the show correctly and he didn't do the outros. He didn't even promote his social media correctly. 
All right. Well, you can follow Brian while he's under under siege over at Brian M Comedy on Twitter, and I think Brian Malik on Instagram. If you'd like to peep him out, we love him. He'll be back. We'll find him. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, hey, but if you want to follow us on Instagram, you do that too. It's Beer Engine Pod, where uh, I've been asking for gifts and and making various dance threats. Um, feel free to feel free to peep us out there. I'm on Twitter. I'm suck at it. It's also Beer Engine Pod. Email us. Be like Corey. Be like some of our other friends uh, from different companies like Comcast who've been emailing us at uh, beerengineshow at gmail.com. What else do people do? Twitter? Hey, do that thing where you like like and subscribe to our podcast. I don't actually know how to do that, uh, but get on iTunes. (laughs) iTunes doesn't exist. Get on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Get on Spotify. Get on wherever it is that you're downloading this from. Overcast is the uh, podcast. Overcast. For me. Yeah. Remember that? Catch in the pods. When when podcasts use podcatchers, and and Leo Laporte used to promote these off-brand podcasts catchers, I forget what they me, were. Me and, Bri- me and Brian have one very similar, uh, 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 I guess, tenet would be that neither of us, all, both of us, have made podcasts, and neither access a podcast. It's <laughs> sort of a sort of a remarkable achievement by us. But I will um, say that you know how to access other people's podcasts. I, I know that you don't listen to this podcast yourself, but you do listen to other people's podcasts specifically about QAnon. That's correct, yes. Uh that is true. I'm not promoting hey, when they if they want to pay, I'm glad to promote those guys, but uh I mean QAnon. Uh Tony, do, did I leave anything else? I'm, I'm rusty now are there any other ways people are supposed to be talking to me uh did you speak about the twitter not for brian but for the show yeah you could check us out on twitter i'm really bad at it but maybe if i get some get inspired uh we're beer engine show on twitter i'll i'll at least start posting our new episodes i don't know why i'm not doing that it seems like an easy thing to do there's two things that you haven't spoken about specifically during this podcast you've sort of gone around the edges what were you drinking during today's podcast, and what was the best beer of the trip? Uh, I am drinking a Contrition Pills by Burial. It's very delicious. Um, just got it today, in fact, with my you know one million packing peanuts that they send me every every week. Um, and what was my best beer of the trip? Yep not not seltzer, not wine spritzer. Best beer. Best beer of the trip. You know what? Um, Bell's too high. If hard. I had to, I know it's that's the one I really want to say is <laughs> Bell's too hearted. But um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go new age. I'm gonna say there is a beer um, that I had that was called. Um, oh my god, I can't remember the name. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. There's a series of beers that Transient put out the first day we were there. They were all takes. They were all these um, juice at like fruit juice added to their um, core IPA, their their hazy IPA. And there was one called Five Percent Juice that had a bunch of Tampico poured in there. I don't know if you know what Tampico no, is. It's I have like no a idea. Sunny, it's like a rip off Sunny D. Okay. Um, and it was <laughs> it was really good. Um, it was very tacky, uh, but I appreciated all those options. They had another one that had a bunch of. Um, it was like 
that was like 95% juice or hundred percent juice or something like that. And they had, had a bunch of different citrus real juices in it. And that was amazing. So I think those were probably my favorite, um, things I had out, um, when I was up there, the one sneaky one I'll throw in is that we did drink our newest revolution barrel age, the Thundertaker, and it was killer. So, but we sat, we sat at home and drank that. So I don't know if that counts, but absolutely that really counts. good. I really, really good. From the trip, I didn't say purchased on the trip. We know you were carrying okay. a bunch of beers. Well, then it's probably, it's probably that revolution Thundertaker cause it was stupidly good. So if you guys, if you guys get to peep that out, try to find those revolution barrel age beers, they're fire. So there you go. That's my favorites. Uh, all right. Well, reach out to us in some way. Tony, any, any other final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, I'm not going to send thoughts and prayers to Donald Trump. And now I'm not. Get home soon, Brian. We're thinking about you. <laughs>